You're listening to Sports Content Strategy with Mr. Richard Clark. It's all very well having great functionality and great devices. The most important thing with OTT, particularly in sport, is, is the stability of the streams. The beauty of OTT is, is the amount of data that you've got available. Right? I can tell you now the amount of people that are watching a particular bit of content in Belgium, what device they're watching it on, how long they've watched, what other videos they've watched before that. And not only can you see what they're doing now and the volume of it, it allows you to longer term personalise their experience in a much better way. The majority of people now are either WhatsApping or betting or, or, or doing other stuff while the game is on the telly. And we just felt it was an opportunity to to stop them having to, to, to text and, and a message and talk about like I do with my mates and actually just almost share a room. Hi there, welcome to Sports Content Strategy. My name is Richard Clark. My guest on this episode is Tom Middleditch. He's the global head of digital at 11 Sports. This is still a relatively young company, but they're leading the way in the OTT space. And I wanted to talk to Tom about how they've built their product over the last few years and the opportunities that could transpire in the post-COVID world. This episode is presented by Pro Academy Footballers, a football agency with uh, a very different head on its shoulders. See the advert in the middle of the episode or the link in the show notes for further details. Oh, and while we're talking about adverts, I've got a book out at the end of July called Last Wicket Stand. It's about county cricket and midlife. Bit of a personal book. But uh, there's links to it on my website, mrrichardclark.com, or you can just find it on Amazon. That's Last Wicket Stand. Anyway, enough of the adverts. Let's get into the content and talk to Tom Middleditch about how to go OTT about OTT. Bad joke, good chat. Anyway, here he is. My name's Tom Middleditch. I'm head of digital at 11 Sports. We're a global sports broadcaster, key focus, serving fans, what they love, innovative, fun and accessible way. And I'm uh, responsible for the the OTT product and the digital strategy. Thanks for speaking to me, Tom. Um, so tell me where the state of OTT was pre-COVID. What was the state of play generally? We talk about 11 more specifically down the line, but generally, where were we? No, I think OTT is is advancing more and more every year, right? I mean, they're, they're, outside of the sports world, I think it's you know if if you haven't got Netflix or or know what Netflix is, you're probably been 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 living in a bubble. It's 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 huge. I think in regards to the sports space, it's evolving. Um, it's still not the, the 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 main the main use of what most people use. If you look at all the in all of the major markets, it's still very much. Um, the delivery of content via satellite and cable but I think it's people are becoming more and more aware that they they don't you know it's not just that stigma of it's on a laptop it's on a mobile phone now it's you know smart tvs are accessible uh the ability to to sign up for for non-bundled sports content is becoming more and more prevalent and and then you look at what we've done with 11 you know we still have a lot of stuff and a lot of our our, our deals are our traditional satellite cable distributions but ott has always been core of our platform it's something that you know i launched as soon as i joined five years ago and we've seen an increase in 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 users and subscribers since then and going back to 11 from an ott perspective and also for your linear product as well it's tended to be and, and correct me if i'm wrong it's tended to be major sports in smaller countries or smaller sports in major countries. Is that a fair way of defining it? That, yeah. that's, that, that's the way your rights have gone so far, so far. Generally, yeah, that's right. Exactly that. So look, when I first joined, we were the four main markets were Belgium, uh, Poland, 
Taiwan and Singapore. And in, in, in they, we, we saw opportunities to, to purchase rights through, through our management team that we, we felt that there was an opportunity to build out um, a, a channel of rights. Local rights isn't something that we had at that time. It was very much focused on the, 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 the foreign leagues um, in, in, those, in those countries. So Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga. Um, and then we've we've switched that round in some markets where, for instance, Italy, we've gone into where it's been very much a focus on the, the you know, the third tier of, of, of football. It's an OTT only product. It's the, it's the one market where we're fully digital focused. Um, and we, we, we saw an opportunity there to um, to to attract to fans who, who who were underserved they didn't have content they weren't able to watch every game so yeah that that's that's probably a good assessment of it but then as we've evolved you know we're four, five years down the line now the deal we've just done in belgium we, we we have got the domestic rights right so that's a big deal for us we have the domestic rights of one of the major leagues um so i think it's all about for us when we first start it's about building up the community building up our channel building up our reputation and always open to new opportunities with rights, and, and we're in a lucky position where we, you know, we have we have experts in, in in that in that field, and 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 always open to new opportunities. I was going to talk about that Belgium deal because that is that is a different one, isn't it for you? That's a almost a breakthrough. Okay, it's not the biggest league in Europe. No one would say that, but in terms of national team, it's Belgium's a country that's growing. A lot of the players won't play there, but that point of having a league that is very that has got a good reputation and you are the main broadcaster of that league the decent sized european country that is a, that is a real game changer for you isn't it it's massive for us it really is i mean credit to our belgium team um what they've done there and it, it highlights just i mean more the fact that the league have seen what we've done in that market in in, in four years it's always been an established players there that have had the rights they've seen what we've done with la liga and and with Serie A and the FA Cup, and they've seen the, what what we've done and and in, in our digital innovation and 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 basically given us the respect and 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 said that yeah we want you guys to to represent the league because we are you know we are going to be the host broadcasters of of that league we are we are responsible for every single domestic game in that market and like you say it's not the biggest market but it's a it, it it's a very talented league as we can see with all the great players that we have in the Premier League. Um, and other leagues, uh, they've all come from Belgium, right? You know, um, I think it's, it's pretty fair to say that Kevin De Bruyne right now is the best player in in the world, right? If you look at form, and 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 then he came from Belgium, and there's you know the list is endless. So so yeah, it's very exciting for us. But most of all, I think it's a real statement of our ambition of where we want to get to with both our current markets and 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 new markets as we enter. How does your OTT product? differ for different territories because you're going going around the world right you're going to asia you're going to europe so what are the different challenges and how does that affect the product you put out in those different places so look um when i first came in uh, my my role was basically to build out an ott product for um for, for four different markets markets that i knew very little about but the key the the, the key around that is is, is localization and, and having local people we've always done that in every market we enter we have a local md and we have local teams so for me it's about building a product that is is allows the markets to do what they want um in regards to local payments local language um, and 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 then, then the device priority. So what we tend to do is we'll build, we you know we have an overall product and then we will localize it as as we expand. Um, and and you know in some markets devices the Samsung TVs are bigger than, than others. In others it's Apple TV. We we look at that in an individual way. But we make the most of having the overall arching 
product and then we we, we localize it as we go along but uh, it comes down to really the most important thing it's all very well having great functionality and great devices the most important thing with ott particularly in sport is is the stability of the stream so it's about finding a partner that enables you to someone you're confident in that can handle however many people are going to watch it and and, and the streams aren't going to break Okay, so what's that? How's that worked out in your different territories? Because I would, I would suggest there are differences in terms of your ability to be confident about your stream, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, it's 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 uh, it's, it's very complicated. I think. Look, what I did is, like I say, I came in and and, and I had to go. I mean, it's it makes me it gives me chills thinking about it. But it was it was it was 2016 when I joined, and we basically had a deadline of the FA Cup final. That isn't going to move, right? So I had to deliver a, a, a product um, in four markets, four currencies, four languages um, for the FA Cup final, and then we had the Euros shortly after that. And um, and the most important thing was that for that FA Cup final, people in those in those markets were able to watch. So we found a we had to what I then had to quickly make a decision on: do we build out our own development team? Do we look at bringing in technology and doing something ourselves, or do we um, externalize it to to a partner? And I think for us, and in, in this particular situation we're, we're in then, and, and the one we are in now to some level, it was very important to find a, a, a partner who ha, ha, is global, right? It do, does have offices in different areas, does have CDNs in local areas, because, yes, you can. it's, it's all very well finding a partner who can build you a, a great streaming site in the UK where you have great broad, broadband penetration and, 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 and local CDN, but really we needed a partner who were able to do that in, in multiple territories. And that's what we found with New Lion at the time, who, who were our partner during that period. They they did a fantastic job in in that, and then we as we evolved that product, we localized it in different ways. And look, anyone in the sports world, the sports OTT world, who says they haven't had streaming issues is lying to you, because the reality is it happens. Whether you are you know whether you are the the, the biggest broadcaster in the world or, or the most te- biggest technological uh, company or or the smallest, everyone does because you're not just relying on your product. You're relying on people's broadband and you're relying on you know ha- all people coming in at one time, which happens in sport. So yeah, of course there was issues. I mean, I remember the the in the Euros in Singapore, I was watching trying to enjoy England Wales, um, and, and 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 I'm watching it on our on our channel, and there was issues with the stream, and obviously that 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 was just that was a CDN issue in in, in Singapore. These things are going to happen, um, but it's about finding you know a stable partner and 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 giving yourself the most chance to make sure that the customers are not affected. Just tell us about the Italian deal because it's with um, Siri. Now it's Chi, and I don't know what the Italian is for D, but it's Siri. It's Siri C and D in English. Um, yeah, Siri C and D. Yeah, and and you said that they were not being served. Now that that's interesting, right? Because it's Italy, big country, um, yeah. very passionate about their football, and also very uh, regionalistic for one of a for one of a better phrase. And they were not being served at all. Uh, so what's been the have you been surprised at their take up of that? And was it a little bit of a gamble in the way you approached it? Because someone made a decision not not to not to te- not to televise it before. Yeah, so look, I mean, we acquired a business that had, had been doing this, a company called SportTube. So we, we there was some research that had gone into it before. I think what the uh, 
Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, you say Italy, you're right. But the UK is the same until I follow came up. If you're a League One or League Two fan, you've got, a, you know, you've got a couple of games every few weeks when there's an international break. So it's it's it is mad that the the lack of uh, ability to have watched games four or five years ago. But in Italy, yeah, it was a case of there's lots of what we found is there there was we knew that these fans had a hardcore um, following. Right. And, and some of them are going to go to every home and away game. Um, and, and follow their team up and down the country. But I think what we what, what we realised is that it was about um, being able to offer them the games. The expectation was probably a bit lower. You don't need 10 cameras and you don't need to, to, to have, a, have, have a full OB truck and, and, and we can offer games and we can encode them directly. But really, I think it was a case of the fact that we felt if we worked with the clubs, which we've done, and very important part of the process is working with the clubs, um, who, you know, they, they have the fans. Fans will come to the home games and, and some might be able to. We did things like we sold away season tickets to, to season ticket holders to, so they could watch it on, the, on, the, on their devices. Um, and, and, and I think in Italy, the understanding I've had is that a lot of people really support their local team. They may, they may also like AC Milan and Juventus, and it's probably similar to the UK, right? I think there's probably quite a few people who have a, have a local team that they support but also have a Premier League team. And I think this, we believe that by by allowing more people to watch this content, it's actually grown the fan bases of those clubs because it's, 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 it's all very well saying, oh yeah, you support your local team. Like for me, say St. Albans City, but I don't, you know, I don't know who the St. Albans City players are because I can't watch them. So it's, it's, I think it's really just that ability of being able to give people the opportunity to watch their team whenever they want. And obviously OTT also opens so many more options on, 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 on multiple devices and, and, and data that we then have that we share with the clubs. So it really is when i look at italy it really is a, a joined up relationship between the federation technology um and, and and the clubs and it's been very successful for us and something that we're we're, we're looking at in other markets and we we, we consider doing in other markets because it's not all about the big rights all the time and if we feel that we can under serve serve fans who, who who aren't able to to watch the content at the moment then we think that's a good business opportunity for us lockdown is changing the world um it's also changing sport as part of that process so what particular opportunities has that thrown up for you and the way you present your sports business so i mean personally it's, it's created a lot of opportunities for us to really step back and look at the product um which has been you know useful because it's it's, it's you don't we don't normally have a time where there's no sport i mean it's been i'm a massive sports fan it's been it's been horrible in that in that sense and it's great to have it back but we've we've been able to focus on other things we look we've continued to work throughout it we have a very ambitious owner who's who's always testing us always looking at trying to to, to do new things and and as part of that we've you know we, we we've accelerated some things that we wouldn't have previously so if you look look at what we've done with esports in, in, in some of our markets. We've really taken a, a hands-on approach with that. It's something that we've talked about for years. It's given us an opportunity to really look at it. Um, we, we, we did over 200 events during during lockdown and we're continuing to work on that strategy now. Um, like I say, we've looked at the product. We've continued to look at other rights and, and used it as an opportunity to do that. So look, we've been very busy during lockdown. Um, and also, uh, even with the state we're in now, where the, there's no crowds, that 
offers us loads of opportunities as sports broadcasters as all the content starts coming back. You know, our OTT product can can, can show multiple matches and, and, and give you all sorts of engagement tools that you can't do in traditional TV. Um, so it's it's you know it's an exciting time um, for, for for OTT and and and, and this is a great time for for some of our, our our products like Watch Together to be used even more where 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 we enable people to watch matches with, with their friends or, or with with celebrities depending on, on, on what we've got set up and and that's something that we launched a couple of years ago and and you, we've seen more broadcasters follow suit with that which we're really proud of just to see some of the big boys. Um, do something similar to what we've done and uh and and yeah in lockdown i think watch together is probably well it's, it's definitely been used more than more than ever i'm going to talk about watch together because you're ahead of the game there because as i say you launched it two years ago and i suppose that the question to ask is not why you pushed it now but why you launched it then <laughs> because other people have copied it now i mean bt and sky have put out their own versions but i suppose the, the more relevant question is why did you do it then yeah, look, I think we saw it as uh, we, we've got great technology partners in React 2, right? They're a startup, fantastic guys who came to us with an idea originally around reactions of sports. Um, and we just evolved and, 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 and had a look at something that we felt was a good opportunity. I think we looked at it as um, people now watch sport in different ways. If they're sat watching sport at home, they are on a device. You know, that's the majority of people now are either WhatsApping or betting or, or doing other stuff while the game is on the telly. Um, and most of the time, a lot of that is communicating, whether that's through social media or through WhatsApp. And we just felt it was an opportunity to to to, to stop them having to, to, to text and, and a message and talk about like I do with my mates and actually just almost share a room. Um, and, and obviously in, in, in this environment now that we're, we currently find ourselves in, it's even more popular. So I think it was just something that we, we saw an opportunity to use some great technology um, and the toughest bit about Watch Together and um, the toughest bit about how it works, because everyone says, oh, well, you know, you could say it's basically Zoom or Skype, but the toughest bit is the synchronization of the stream, right? That is the hardest bit, the bit that actually allows, because it's all very well having people all on a Skype call watching a game, but if you're watching that in different broadband connections or you're watching different, one in HD, one in SD, you're going to be two or three seconds behind. And we all know if someone shouts a goal before it ruins the whole the whole thing i mean i think we had it in the world cup i remember kieran trippier's goal going in we, we, we were watching it in my friend's garden through uh through, through iplayer but someone about four seconds before had been shouting and screaming so we knew the goal was coming that ruins that experience of that uh, of the goal going in so i think the most important thing about watch together is that synchronization and we were able to do that with the technology that react to brought us to to create a great engagement tool that that, that, that our fans have loved and enjoyed and, and we're working on the, the, the evolving um, of that product um, at the moment with our new launches in, in Belgium and Portugal coming soon. Because you can watch with your friends but you can watch with a, a VIP, an ex-player in a, in a different room because it's set out in room. So yeah. is, is that an extra fee that you pay for that or is it a competition so or something? No, it's not at the moment. We, we, it's not something we've charged for. We, we like the. I, this is where I think the, the product really evolves, actually, and 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 really excites me. Is that it's an experience that I think you can give to people. Um, either I think there's what there's two experiences, right? There's one where you could get um, Vincent Company watching a match, um, and and you can watch him talking to to, to a certain amount of people, and that that's one thing. But actually, being able to give people the opportunity to watch a game with their hero 
that's pretty cool. Like, cause it's quite hard to get people to actually share a, a physical room, but that's quite a cool thing. So we've looked at doing it around competitions and and and, and various other things um, that enable to it with not not just footballers, influencers, celebrities, and 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 there's there's lots of things. There's almost getting the Joe public into a room with with other people, but also that creation of of creating a a, a watch along. Um, Sky have done some great ones recently with people and seeing how they react during a game and just being a bystander with that. So it creates loads of different marketing opportunities, loads of different engagement, and 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 really excited how we can evolve that, particularly in in somewhere like Belgium now where we have the local league and and there's lots of opportunities to get some of the ex players or current players or or, or celebrities to, to to watch a game um, in. in using watch together that concept of digital community do you think that what's happened with lockdown and the way that many broadcasters many platforms have responded to that we've accelerated the concept of digital communities around sport because we've got to because that's the only way we can have those traditional conversations which is one of the part of the fabric of sport the only way we can have them now is digital because we can't be in this damn stadium with each other yeah, look, it, without a doubt, I mean, I miss going to the game and, and I've said this many times, you cannot compare to being at a football match or, or a live event, whatever, whatever you, you, you want. You can't compare. So digital innovation is fantastic and it gives you something else, but you can't compare it. But um, the, the, the difference being is that you can be in a room or with someone who is hundreds of thousands of miles away or whatever. You know, someone, in, you know, my, my, I come out and watch a game with my cousin in Australia um, and I feel like I'm in a room. And I think, again, there's going to be more opportunities as technology evolves around VR and AI. And I know VR has been talked about for ages and I know no one really knows what to do with it. And there's, But I, I still think there's something there that enables you to to really feel like you're in a room and, and, and be together. Um, so, again, something that we're looking at, we're looking at various different AI technologies of, uh, of how we can use that both from a engagement and, and improving the, our product as well as commercial opportunities that it brings. Pro Academy Footballers has been formed to help young, aspiring players gain professional playing contracts. Their team are focused on the well-being of the player, ensuring there is support for body and mind. The agency are not just focused on the now for their clients, they ensure there's a focus on future planning for a bright tomorrow. Go to ProAcademyFootballers.com or check out the link in the show notes. You talked about some of the issues that you must have had when you've set up a, an OTT uh, product. Um, you talked about latency. There's also piracy as well. So as you get more sophisticated, so do the pirates that want to rip you off, I suppose. And yeah. while, as you create a more compelling product that people want, well, that's more vol- more valuable for people to rip off, right? So, so how's that particular game of whack-a-mole working out for you at the moment piracy is so tough right because like you say there's some extremely intelligent pirates out there who will always find a way i think for us it's just it's really doing everything we can to protect our content and our streams um and i think that it's also it's it's the responsibility of the of, of, of the rights holders and and the broadcasters and and everyone um it's you know i, I certainly don't have an answer for it um, it is an issue. It's definitely an issue. I mean, it's a part of the reason we 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 left the Singapore market um, because of because of piracy. You know, we had Premier League rights there, and we just didn't get the support um, from f- uh, on the protection of it. You could go into a shop in Singapore, you could buy a box that basically allowed you to watch Sky Sports. Um, you know, in in the UK channels, and, and we 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 were paying a lot of money for for the rights. So it's an issue, and it needs a lot of people 
in different areas to really combat it. And, 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 and all we can do, I think, is by putting in the right security measures on our streams where, you know, geo restriction and, and, and DRM and, and watermarking and doing as much as we possibly can to protect our content. Um, but we also we're also reliant on other people doing that as well. Because we, again, we could have Serie A rights in one market, but um, it's it, someone in that market could get it from another country, and we 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 can't we can't protect their content. So it's it's a big challenge for the industry. It's a massive 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 challenge for 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 the sports industry, not just OTT, right? Because it it, it impacts all sorts of different people. Yeah, and there's strength in unity, there isn't there? One would think, and normally it's down to the Premier Leagues of this world, the Serie A's of this world, the La Liga's, the NFL's, yeah. to combat that. But actually, isn't there an argument for the uh, broadcasters, pl- uh, streaming platforms, OTTs, to come together as well and to unify over this one? 100%. That's exactly what it needs. It needs everyone. And and the, 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 the Premier League and La Liga and, and, and various others are, are spending, uh, investing a lot of money in this now. They're taking it very seriously. They know it's their properties, right? It's their, it's their revenues and they're investing in piracy teams. But yeah, for it to really work, it needs everyone to, to, to get together and collectively um, and try and combat it. Data. Now, the one big thing that's always struck me about OTT products in comparison to traditional television is you know i used to look at barb figures back in the day <laughs> and i when <laughs> at arsenal tv when it was on satanta and they showed me the barb figures and i i don't know if i needed a slide rule to work out what what was going on that sometimes the numbers are too small to work out it's like how many people watch this show that's what i want to yeah. know yeah. and also the other thing why is the sample so small of the people you've you've asked it seemed to me that a you can understand the figures very easily b in in a wider broadcasting sense there was so much money being spent on data that gave you little information but also the sample made it pr- probably inaccurate well that, i mean that's the thing with it right it was and the great advantage of ott is is you you've got great numbers just to finish my point yeah, yeah, no, exactly that. But look, the sample size is, I mean, it almost is, it, it, it skews the data completely. The, the, sorry, you've, 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 you've said it, but the beauty of OTT is, is the amount of data that you've got available. Right? I, can, I can tell you now the amount of people that are watching a particular bit of content in Belgium, what device they're watching it on, how long they've watched what other videos they've watched before that what you know what other stuff and and not only can you see what they're doing now and the volume of it you can you can also it allows you to longer term personalize their experience in a much better way so based on you know we we, we do various different um stuff around the, the data that's coming in we we both from uh, their watch data their, their their subscription data and their preferences that they can set but the, the more you use our product the more data we have on you and the more content that um we can just display that's relevant i mean look at amazon it's all very you know you can you can see there's amazon haven't just bought premier league rights because they want to sell they want to sell premier league rights to, to, to um, on their platform they want to do it so they can get more data on these people obviously encourage people to sign up for prime um but that how many more uh, commercial opportunities does that create for amazon further down the line around um shirts and scarves and and, and all sorts of merchandise they know really based on once they've got that information that you are a football fan, but also probably as it as that evolves, what team you support and what else you do. So look, data for OTT is huge, um, and I 
think we're, we're, we, we will see more and more that that is what people are potentially buying when they buy rights um, and, 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 you know, using it for marketing purposes and, and, and e-commerce purposes, without a doubt. Yeah, it, it, it struck me that it's it's a two-way not only there's the, there more of it, but it's two ways as well. You've got the platforms, the content providers, they're getting more. That allows more data, more accurate data that allows personalization, better communication. And, of course, the advertisers get more information as well. So, so yeah. there's that side of it. But um, the Amazons of this world see it as they're playing both sides of that. They're, they're seeing it as a return. So if anything, I mean, I don't know if you want to comment on this, but it strikes me that Amazon have underpaid a little bit. And if they find out it's valuable, <laughs> they could be eating up a lot of rights because they're playing both sides of it. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, look, Amazon, Amazon's packages that they purchased only really work for Amazon. They wouldn't have worked for it like they worked for them because it's a great test study. It's an, it's been, it wouldn't have that, that, that is those the midweek games that it wasn't really much value to probably Sky. I mean, obviously, you know, they ended up getting Liverpool, the Everton or whatever, but but it wasn't, it was extra cost. So it, it was almost, it was made for Amazon. It's perfect for them, but would it work? It wouldn't have worked for a traditional broadcaster to just go and buy those rights because you have to have a product. Say, for instance, we came in and we decided that in the UK, we just took those rights. There'd be no value because you only have a certain amount of games. But Amazon already have an audience that probably a lot of their lot of their customers on Prime are thinking, oh, this is even better. This is even more reason to keep Prime. Great, I, I, I like Amazon. But then also people that don't have Prime that potentially were, you know, low hanging fruit that were considering getting Prime are suddenly like, oh well, I've got to watch the game, and then you you stick with it. So I think the way that that was done, it was the perfect the perfect package for Amazon. Um, but I think the reason they probably got it for you know reasonably. Um, Good price is because it didn't necessarily suit everyone else. It suits a business like them. Yeah, I think, yeah, I suppose my point was around the Christmas games that they had, Amazon's Christmas games, where obviously it was actually the first time you could get Premier League game for free because you could do it on a free trial as well. And it was Christmas. So there was loads of added value around that period of time. And, you know, um, Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos has said this around Prime in general. He says, you know, when when we win a... When we when we win a Grammy, I sell more shoes, you know, yeah. <laughs> which, I think, which is a fantastic quote. So so you know, have you got have you got a version of that? You know, you're you're winning Grammys and selling more shoes, or a sort of what I'm what I'm talking about is the way that you use your data to do something slightly unexpected and un, unexpected uh, decision informed by your data, or something that I might not expect. Um, no, I think I think if you look, again, if you look back to Italy, I think what we've seen is the that that's a good example of where we we've seen other commercial opportunities with the with the data that we have, and we've seen that we were working with the clubs to 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 do that, and it's definitely something that we are looking at further, um, and how we can use our OTT data. To, to, to segment fans and, 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 and talk about different areas, but it's not been a focal point for us, no. Um, but you've got to also remember that majority of our distribution is still in a traditional way. It's just the new customers that we're bringing in and, and the advancement seems to be more in OTT. But no, we, look, we're looking at data all the time. We're going to invest a lot more in data in the, in the, in the coming years. Um, but at the moment, probably not something that will surprise you of how we're doing it. I think we do, we're, 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 we're using it very much to improve our product find out more about our fans and, and and make them feel part of 11 sports. And presumably you've got the opposite problem that the 
old style linear TV had. You've got too much data. So you've got to pick and choose what you, you can't look at everything all the time. You're going to have to think about what the editorial decisions you can make out of that. Your primary focus is elsewhere. Obviously, 80, 90 percent of your of your of your costs are buying the rights for the thing. <laughs> so, you know, you've always got too much data. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can ever have too much data as long as you don't get bogged down by it and making sure that it's presented in the right way and, and used in the correct way. Because, as you know, it's not a case of you just got all this data and it's in a big bucket and you see what you pick out. Right. It's all about displaying it and, and, and using dashboards. And, and we've got, you know, some some very talented people that will will, will will look at it and be able to make key decisions based on, on, on the information they have. Um, how do you combat churn and is churn for someone like you for 11 different for a sky sports or a bt sport churn in sport is always tough right because there's always an out out of season whether you're whether you're a football fan or whether you're a, um, a formula one fan or whatever you might be there's always going to be some degree of churn um i think probably where we're slightly different to to, to bt and sky is that they they obviously have it's not just a sports package that you have with them you would have your broadband and your mobile and your other areas so we're a lot more probably it's probably not as big of a, a hit um our, our subscriptions per month than, than what theirs are because of all the other stuff that they get around it um but how do we deal with it i mean again we use data to look at churn you know we have various different in, in intelligent um software that, that that can predict to some level um and 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 we 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 offer we make special offers and, and we try and keep it but look churn is churn is is a reality of 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 probably all all ott businesses but i would say sport even more so so we've looked we've discussed this a few times this year is a bit weird a bit of a strange one really because this is normally our churn period but we're about to you know we've got champions league starting next week uh, or in the next couple of weeks and we've got you know we've got la liga going on at the moment and and we've never had so much sport in in june and july um so it's it's a bit of a strange one this year but traditionally these are the months where we would look at different things whether that's pausing a subscription which uh, obviously sky did 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 on on lockdown we you know we've looked at the capabilities of that or or offering half price during the summer or, or trying to get people to sign up to annual passes we'll always look at different ways um and but 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 equally there will be some people that will always switch off for a couple of months and it's all about bringing them back and and also the other thing is some of those people will always come back anyway they know what they're doing they know they're switching off for two months some people can't live without it so it's then looking at the the the, the different areas and the different segmentations of, of, of groups to understand which ones are are going to be the hardest to get back or, or the hardest to, to try and keep. And obviously football's your primary sport. Where else do you intend to go? Um, so, yeah, look, we've got football has been the focus. But then uh, say that if you look at Taiwan, we, you know, we have Premier League. But the most popular sport in Taiwan by by a long way is baseball. So, we, we you know, although we started with some football there, we've, we've looked at that market. The ambition was always to, to get more local sport. And we've got baseball and NBA. Um, we've got Formula One in, in Poland and Portugal. Um, we've got fight sports has been something that interested us. We've done some great pay-per-views um, in, in, in Belgium, which have been really successful for us. And I think we'll continue to look at opportunities there. Boxing is a, a bit of a different one because obviously UFC, you tend to buy the rights and you, you have those. But boxing, obviously, you know, it comes up and comes depending on the fight a lot of the time. So it's about working with the promoters. I mean, unless you do a, a big deal like DAZN or, or Sky have done with, with Matchroom, there's always opportunities in fight sports um, for 
from pay-per-view so something that uh that we look at but it's all about looking at the opportunities and, and, and what our fans are, are interested in really football is definitely our key and, and, our, and our bread and butter but if you look in every market now we we, we, we we've got something else in, in each of our markets i mean we have we have water polo in in, in italy for instance and we have some fight sports there belgium we have american sports we have nfl and nba and, and we have ufc so always looking to, to do that and then we've also look at segmenting that from a platform point of view and offering people the opportunity to just buy uh, a fight pass or, or or a basketball pass that's an interesting concept um but yeah it's i think football will continue to be the most important um sport for us but again always looking at new opportunities I already talked about esports um something that we're looking at in a bit more detail of, of, of opportunities there it's something that's traditionally been free and, and available by twitch and, and that's something that we're, we're we're looking at and and how we can how we can evolve our our general product and content i, I, I gather you've done a lot of research into ai how ai can influence your your production flow your how how you produce your program just tell us the the basics of that because that's not an area that i'm expert on but also how you see that going forward potentially because it's a it's a potential huge cost saver right and a streamline for for the way you do things 100 i mean definitely from from a production and workflow point of view we're looking at a couple of tools at the moment i think will help us i mean i'm an ex-editor so i don't i don't you know and i i i genuinely believe that the human touch when it comes to to high, high spoke editing will always be needed but what i think it does definitely give opportunities for is is uh, around clipping and, and, and basic highlights and goals and and and, and really the the but not just both from a speed and a cost point of view right it's about we look at what we're doing in the in, in Belgium where we're going to be showing every game it's gonna we, we're looking at some technology that's going to allow us to to distribute content to partners and via social media and to our own platform in a much quicker way than we would have if we were doing it manually is that the state of the art or do you feel it can go I think it continue. I think it continue to to evolve. Right, technology will will always continue to. And we're looking at AI in other ways as well, not just from a production workflow point of view, but how can it improve the product? How can it? There's a lot of this X-ray stuff where you can. I mean, I like to look at it longer term. I mean, I've seen some pretty cool stuff around sponsorship, and you can click and you can you can buy a pair of night trainers because there's a night night board in the background. I really like the idea of of of, of, of really personalising that. So. Um, Jaden Sancho's wearing a brand new pair of boots that you can literally click on and order um, from 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 your platform, and you can do all sorts of share sharing uh, of revenues through that. Um, you know, brand new shirts are, are pretty straightforward to do, but those 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 accessory kind of stuff that is like exclusive, and you can do potential deals with Adidas or Nike around the the basically the. The, the boots and the shirts and the and, and the merchandise that people in the sports world are wearing. I, that's I, I I find that quite exciting. Where do you look for inspiration? Is it Netflix? Is Netflix the because that seems to be the blue ribbon for me in terms of um, obviously it's wider than sport, but um, the way that literally YouTube and Netflix, the way they suck up my time in terms of video. I start in one place, I end up on another continent four hours later wondering how the hell I got there and why I've wasted so much time. It does seem to me that, you know, in comparison to BBC iPlayer, which now looks very clunky in comparison, in comparison to Prime, Netflix in particular, the way it presents its content and the way it's UX, its user experience is, is fantastic. But where do you draw your inspiration from? 
Yeah, look, I think if you, I've been doing some some product manager interviews recently for people, and everyone has said the same thing about when it comes to UI and UX, they, they you know, they, they, it's so easy, and it, and, it, and it's true. Um, the caveat to that, though, it's quite it's, it's a bit harder in sport, right? Because I think the difference with Netflix and with YouTube is that you, a lot of the time you go in, you don't really know what you're going in for. You find something, you continue to watch it, whether that's a series, and you sort of end up in this rabbit hole, and suddenly you're four hours down the line. I don't think sport really works like that. Maybe docu- sports documentaries and stuff, d- definitely. But generally, live sport, you you most people will go in knowing what they want to watch. You there's a calendar of sport. You know what content's on and, and when it's going to watch. So I think really for that. So yes, personalization, UI, UX is massively important to us, and we will make sure that you know you are presented with that content. But the reality is, I can tell you, you know, I can give you all the Formula One clips you want, but if there's no live race on. I, you know, you you might watch a bit of that content, but I don't think you're going to get into that same sort of hole you get into with, with, with entertainment. I think it's really for us. Everything that I see, and there's some great documentaries, some great VOD being created, and you know, we we do our own stuff. It's all about live, right? So it's all about showcasing the best content um, that that is live there and then. And 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 the, the thing at the moment is we've got so much of it, right? You know, we've got so much content and, and live sport. So. Um, yes, Netflix, UI, UX, absolutely brilliant. Um, cannot fault it. Will continue to evolve. Um, the amount of people they've got working on it should be. Um, but it's not quite as straightforward in sport to, to just replicate what they've done. Yeah, and they haven't got haven't made a lot of money yet, or any money. But there we go. <laughs> That's the other thing. Um, tell me about your esports experience, because I wasn't quite aware you'd, you'd gone as deeply into esports. So, so what have your metrics, what have your analytics told you about type of audience consuming that who they are and their patterns of consumption are they very different to your football crowd yeah so i mean look we've i mean i'm i'm definitely not an esports expert i think what 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 i know is just the the volume is just scary and it's amazing like if you look at how popular it is and where it comes i think what we found from 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 the work that we've done so far is it's about localizing it I mean, it's definitely about um, the, 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 the relevance, relevance in the same way traditional sport is, right? So we did, for instance, um, we did a particular, an, an NBA game with uh, Courtois and, and Lukaku, and, and that was massively popular in Belgium. I know this is stating the obvious, but that... But so that, but I think that's because we have a football audience who are interested in. But what I think we're realizing, esports is not just because you're into um, football doesn't mean you're necessarily into watching FIFA on on, on esports. So I think the longer term aim of it for us is that we see this as an opportunity of new fans. We, we we think that there's definitely obviously some of our fans that will be interested in it, but the majority of this is attracting a new area of fans that we want to provide a service for um, and 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 content for. Um, the, the that will be different to our traditional offering. If you were starting an OTT provider, OTT service now, what would yeah. be your key do's and don'ts on either side? What, 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 what have you got to get right and what can you not get wrong? Okay, look, I think I, I mentioned it earlier on. The most important thing in an OTT is, is the stability of the product, right? Is is is, is the, the you do not want. I mean, it's it's bad enough. I think if you went to a, a VOD platform like Netflix and you couldn't watch something, but in the sports world, if you go and watch, try and watch 
um, Liverpool v Everton, and you you just get a, that 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 circle, and you're not able to watch it. You're either leave straight away, or you're just you know you, that's that's a bad experience straight away. So I think stability to be able to hand the quality of the of the stream, you know, as well, because again, you've always got this stigma attached to. Uh, OTT that it's not as good as full HD on a satellite or whatever it can be um, you just need a really good broadband connection you need a you need a good a, a good stream going into in the first place so definitely that um, and and then I think the thing that sometimes that I probably underestimated is local payment integrations um, it's all very well having debit and credit cards and PayPal but local payment integrations are so important in, in, in particularly in, in the markets that, that, that we're looking at because um, you want to make that funnel on that journey as easy as possible so it all comes back to the ui and ux but then the back end of what's built into that so i think you know don't just think that you can just launch a platform and put debit and credit card and people will come um they need to find you know you really need to look at every market in individually and make sure that you localize your service as much as possible okay how much of a concern on any live event is that um last minute crush through the digital turnstile is that a big oh, don't sorry. or a do? Because uh, <laughs> everything seems all right. We had this at Arsenal with our pre-season friendlies. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. Three minutes to kick off. Down it goes. Loads of complaints. We used to see, and, and the, the, the thing is, because you can always do marketing campaigns well in advance and you tell everyone, you do early bird offers and you save people. We used to get it at, at Sky with the, with the box office, with the, with, the, with the boxing, the big boxing matches. You, you promote it for weeks ahead of it. The reality is, even if I know I'm going to buy it, I don't go until 10 minutes before it's about to start and do it. So you and obviously the, the that is one of the hardest things to make sure that your load is ready. So, you know, your, your, your website is capable of doing that. I'm expecting this fully when we have our first pro league game because people won't necessarily people will probably put on the channel that used to have the rights and try and watch it. And then suddenly they realize they can't do it. And like, where do I go? How do I watch it? So yeah, I mean, it scares me. I mean, I remember we did the, the, the Mayweather McGregor fight and, uh, and I just, just, just that panic that you have just before the fights about to start. It's four in the morning, you stayed up and then you're just like, please just don't have any problems. But I mean, that's, that, that's what I'm paid for. And that's part of, part of the stress of running an OTT platform is that, um, you know, it's you're, you're reliant on other people's broadband connection as well. So you, a lot of the time, you'll see all these errors coming in, all these issues coming in. And you'll be watching it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but just because someone's broadband's down or Virgin are having a bad day or, or whatever it might be, it reflects badly on you because it's all based on that. So that that's that's tough. Can you mitigate against that? People's own personal broadband. Can you do anything about that? I mean, you can, you can, you can basically ask them to do a, a speed test and confirm it to you. But I mean, not. I mean, you you can. It's about adaptive. Having adaptive um, video right. streams is, is 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 a big thing, right? Because you can deliver them lesser lesser streams if their broadband isn't capable of, of doing it. That definitely helps. But sometimes people just have bad internet, and then they they they, they put it on 1080 because they want to watch it in 1080. I mean, they, they think it's your fault and they think it's the stream. And a lot of time it's not. It's just because they, they pay for the cheapest package. <laughs> <laughs> and last one, throwing it forward. Give us a prediction. Where do you think this particular discipline is going in the next five to ten years? Oh, well, I, if you would have asked me this six months ago, I would have said that it will, it will slowly it will slowly be developing and, and, and then we'll, we'll continue to see what we've seen. I think this is going to move it forward even further. I think sports rights you know, are going to change and I think we're going to see more and more um more and more uh, 
rights holders going direct to consumer themselves. I think it, I, I think that we're, we're seeing the opportunity. I mean, I think Amazon are another example of, 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 of they're just showing what's possible. I think with the technologies that are coming in place and, and with the 5G and, and, and various other technologies that are coming, it's only going to improve. I think latency is a big issue. We haven't really talked about that, but latency is still a big issue. That will be once you know that won't be far off. That will be once once we get to a place where latency is is gone and we're, we we can do a like for like comparison between traditional uh, distribution and, and and OTT. It's only going to make OTT fly even further. So very exciting. Um, but I think yeah, I think I think the recent events will will see the progress um, move even faster than we would all um, otherwise. Tom Middleditch, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Be great to speak to you. find sports content strategy on facebook twitter and instagram go to sportscontentstrategy.com for more information and to sign up to the newsletter richard is at mr richard clark on all social media read his blog at mr richard clark.com